Hey, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. How's it going, confidants? Before we get into this episode, I just want to make a few announcements. Um, I just got back from New York City. I'm back in Los Angeles, and you can see me doing shows back in the city. If you live here, just go to TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows to find out where I am performing. I update that constantly. Or, you know, if you want to know if I'll be in your area, you can always tweet at me at Larissa T online. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm addicted to my phone. So if you message me, I'll probably see it. If I didn't respond for whatever reason, you can bug me again. Just don't be weird. Um, but I, I love to hear from you guys. I really do. Um, I, I'm going to read a comment now um, that I just got. I love it from one of your from one of my confidants on Instagram. Uh, I won't read their name because I don't know if they want to be anonymous, but I just thought this was a very nice message. Uh, said, hey, I just started listening to your podcast this past week, and I just wanted to say that it's really relatable, and I enjoy it a lot. It's nice to hear people's stories, knowing that other people struggle with or experience similar things to feel validated without having to go to a therapist. I thought that was really nice. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You know, you should probably still go to a therapist, but I totally get it. I don't, you know, I kind of like... Um, don't go as often as I did when I first started going there because the whole idea is it's like going to the gym you learn how to work out and you learn how to address the the issues in your life and then you got to go out into the real world and do the work so um, I really appreciate that thank you for that very kind comment Um, again if you guys haven't reviewed this podcast or rated it um, on iTunes if you give me a five-star rating with a written review and send me a screenshot of that I will send you a private confession This is a thing I do. It's a lot of fun for me because I have so many secrets. Um, They're just fun facts about me that I often like to talk about that people don't always want to hear. But if you want to hear, you can send me a five-star review. And I'll give that to you. They're always different. I've never sent the same one twice. Um, It might take me a few days to get back to you, but I definitely will. If, If it's taking me longer than a week or something, obviously, you can ping me again. But I really love hearing from you guys. Um, It's really nice um, because I I do this podcast so I can connect to you guys. And speaking of connecting, I I got a message from one of the confidants who listens to this uh, saying that the PayPal account that I set up didn't work for them. So if you've been having this issue, let me know. Um, I didn't know this was a thing. I think I have fixed it. If you're still having problems, let me know. It's paypal.me. That's M-E slash you can tell me anything. And you can go there if you want to. I don't have a Patreon anymore. So if you want to tip me or if you want to donate or support the podcast, at the um, beginning of every month, uh, I, everybody who's sent me tips before the fifth of the month, I will send out a newsletter with a bunch of goodies, you know, private video, some confessions, a personal letter from me. Sometimes I include other bonus things. Who knows? It's, it's just a fun little way to say thank you. So if you guys send me um, anything before, uh, $5 or more before June 5th, You'll be on next month's newsletter, and it's come as you want. You can donate one month. You can donate never. You can donate multiple months, whatever you want. Um, I think that's it for my announcements. Oh, if you guys live in Indiana or Kentucky, I will be in Bloomington, Indiana, at the Comedy Attic for Limestone Comedy Fest the last weekend of May. That's May 31st and June 1st. And then I will also be in Louisville, Kentucky for a private show, but it's open to the public. Um, But if you want the details for that, you can DM me or um, ask me on Twitter or Instagram. I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky on Sunday, June 2nd. And that's about it for my announcements. I'm sorry they were a little long today. I was on a long trip from New York, so I had a lot to say coming back. 
Um, I'm very excited for this episode. We recorded this in Los Angeles with very funny writer and comedian Marlena Rodriguez. She's so funny. We do talk about eating disorders, so if that is a trigger for you, uh, maybe sit this one out. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Hey guys, this is Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Super exciting. Um, you know it's exciting because I just said it's exciting, so it has to be exciting. <laughs> a couple of quick announcements. I'm going to be at uh, Bloomington, Indiana for the Limestone Comedy Fest on May oh. 31st and June 1st. Oh, I'm excited because my guest just clapped and made a face, so I think I'll have a good time. Uh, so if you guys live in that area, uh, come out and see me, and you can always go to my site, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows to find out where I'm going to be. That's it's probably such LA, a fun but... <laughs> oh, really? I can't wait. The voice you're hearing is my guest. She's super funny. She has a live show on May 19th in Los Angeles, California called A Night Wasted. Give it up for Marlena Rodriguez. Oh, hey. And what up? Wow, her voice changed. So, you know. That's my Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes voice. Oh, yes. That's when right. I want men to take me seriously. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hello. Oh, please donate money. My, my name is Marlena. <laughs> yeah, that's what I Oh, God. I haven't seen the doc, but I listened to the podcast um, about Elizabeth Holmes. It's pretty, it's not great. It's not great. And, uh, and more than anything, that's mostly how everyone <laughs> in Silicon Valley is. Oh, yeah. I grew up up there. Wait, where did you grow up? Connecticut. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. It's cool. Um, there's trees no, I that mean, are very old. It's for, Yeah, there's a lot of big redwoods. Uh, it's a weird thing because now I'm very aware of it. Like, about all the problematic stuff about the Bay. When I was growing up, it felt different because it was less about apps. It was still startups, but it was like the dot-com boom, um, like a lot of computer, like IC chips, that sort of thing. And my dad worked in that. And I remember it felt more like like a lot of immigrants were getting opportunities. I don't know how true that is because I saw, you know, my dad's company and it was all literally like Taiwanese people. But, um, uh, and it felt more like... I don't know, subdued in a way. Like, it felt like people were just working. It wasn't like, I'm the next big oh, tech star. Right, right, right. You know what I people mean? People were just working. <laughs> no, no, in a different... No, but I, you know I, what I mean? get like, what you it mean. Was like, like, not they like... weren't doing the move fast, break everything like the, to the point of yeah. you cannot repair it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now it is just so like, uh, I'm going to start an app. And then in two years, I'm going to start another app. And i just just chasing this like fame. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fake it till you make it, except the fact that there's no like, uh, you know, making it is a very loose definition. Right. Because in a like, I don't know, like some people might consider Elizabeth Holmes a success. You know what I mean? A success. Like she did the thing and then is going probably going to jail but like she's probably gonna get a book deal you know what i mean like i don't know like what oh, do people yeah. think is i mean success? all the shows are coming out <laughs> all the shows are coming out. like another thing is has come out yeah what i think is really funny about the elizabeth holmes thing is that like like whenever a woman fucks up oh yeah <laughs> it's like okay how can we fuck her so hard in like explaining how bad she was? Right. Okay, great. We can do it in a podcast. We can do it in a 400 page book. We can do it in an HBO documentary. You know what? Fuck it. Let's get Kate McKinnon. We're going to do it in a Hulu series. Yeah. 
Well, but then, but I mean, like, men, d- didn't Bernie Madoff, he just, like, went to jail and he got sh- I feel like there was, like, shit time what, like, damages was, like, softly yeah. influenced by by Bernie Madoff and that was kind of it. Or, like, right. it's more of, like, Bernie Madoff was a larger represent- uh, representation of that whole thing. Yeah. But but it with, women, women. with women, we're very like, like, let's look at her. That's true. Yeah, I don't know what Madoff's voice sounds like. Like, I'm not, like, no. focusing on his look. I Like, if you put a bunch of white men in a lineup and dress them the same, I probably wouldn't be able to point him out. You know, like, it's like, I know his name, but I'm like, I don't remember following it that closely where I was like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. Just a fascination I was younger, but... with, like, how could she have possibly been <laughs> successful? Well, that's the crazy thing, too, is, like, I don't know, because we're really in an era of scam scammers, and it's like, I don't, personally, that's not my vibe, but I, like, I don't like, like, I don't, I really, it really rubs me the wrong way when people, like, scam, even when, um, like, with the fire Festival, even when it's technically scamming rich people, I still don't like, there's something about it just rubs me the wrong way. But on the other hand, when I think about it, I'm like, these people who want this level of success, like... I don't know that they would have gotten it the honest way. That's the truth. Like the bottom line is some of these scammers just don't have the goods to just do it the hard, hard way. Right. Some people really don't. And that's why they cheat. And in my mind, I'm like, everybody work hard and be honest and you'll get there. That's what I like to think. Oh, I'm pretty sure the the reality is like be kind of be a sociopath, (laughs) but like be aware that you're being a sociopath so Uh that you don't use it on like your family. But if you do, oh, well, (laughs) oh my God, but they love you. Like like they're so into you. Like, yeah, like everything. If you look at all the behavior and the like everything points to like, well, I guess I'll just be a sociopath. Like that's the only way to get more you know attention or followers or like if you god if you really look at it it's very scary (laughs) yeah well so that's why i for sure is i really do think that um the truth is that and even though i don't like this i'm like i do believe this the truth is these people who are sociopaths and scamming like they're doing it because if that is your goal to get that thing, I don't think they would have gotten it without it. Like they would have just have to, the other option is to just be comfortable with what you have, which is not that much. Um, well, before we get too far, I want to start on a positive note. Um, and I like to ask my guests for a good confession. Is there something good you want to confess? Well, this is a, the reason I'm so scared is because um, I just started working at Silicon Valley. So that's <gasps> oh my God, congratulations. That, that's why I'm so terrified of tech. <laughs> I know too much now. I love that show and I'm so happy you're working on it. Thanks. I and I'm, I'm excited you're telling me because I didn't know that. So congrats. Thank you. I'm uh yeah, it's uh oh gosh. Like every room is so different, and mm-hmm. I just am severely enjoying the <laughs> difficulty level. Just in terms of like, it's so much. It's so much comedy math, and I love yeah, it. It's fun. And I well, love the, comedy math. I don't know if they still do this, but I remember early on there was a lot of like consulting with actual Silicon Valley, um, like people, like people yeah. in the tech business. So they're I think just that's really in cool. there. They're in the room they're all the time. Around. Yeah. Like they're just part of the room, which I think is is uh, is an incredible thing that I can't believe isn't just a, a concrete thing on like yeah, a- almost all, all shows that wouldn't be like a family show or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, it adds so, so much. Or, or you know, you'll be like, you'll kind of pull something out of your ass just in terms of like, here are the things I think I know. And then they'll be like, here's the real of it. And then yeah. you're like, oh, shit, really? And then there you have, you've come up with something. <laughs> right, because you can start from like, like and uh, to be honest, it's like most of the audience won't have that knowledge that they have. So it's still good to just come from your instincts of, as a writer because you're like, this is what's interesting. And then they can be like, well, we'll tweak it here and there. Yeah, like, no. you don't have to be like, what is actually going on like to the T because they'll like make sure you're not saying anything. No, That's absolutely. Awesome. It's really awesome. And then those guys just as their own people are just like <laughs> friggin' awesome. Oh, that's so cool. They're so awesome. But I really like that show because my dad was like an engineer and grew oh, up in Yeah, so I, I grew up yeah, in I imagine for you it's like <laughs> It's a total it is like different like we were talking about this like new generation is definitely different and has a totally different dynamics, but there's still a lot of similarity and just sort of that like startup mentality and the dot-com well i say dot-com boom and it really dates me because i'm like who says that anymore that's okay it does it does like help paint the picture yeah. like, the dot-com boom and the dot-com crash you guys remember that that was a long time ago <laughs> but just growing up in that and um because i remember uh going they used to um rent these houses in silicon valley and then that's where they would work out of they would like set right. up offices actually i was just um having a laugh with my sister about it uh, my twin because she one of her first jobs because she asked for a job uh and at the time we would take on odd jobs here and there for like w whenever they needed like um you know some handy work not you know busy work mm -hmm. that a kid could do like data entry <laughs> or whatever but my sister asked for like a quote-unquote full-time regular job Good for her and they gave her <laughs> she they, she was the janitor for their house because they like didn't oh boy <laughs> yeah and i remember that's not great I used to laugh the at optics her. are bad but she yeah just like this little asian girl uh cleaning the toilets but she really wanted to do it and so honestly it's like a nice thing because it's like she was a go-getter and was like i want a job and they're like uh, all these dudes living in the house it's like i guess you could clean so she oh, did that <laughs> but i remember being like I don't want to do that. So go, you do that. All well, that's your thing. What's so funny is that if you think about the show Silicon Valley, you could very well like see the guys in the house. Uh -huh. Like, yeah, I, this makes sense. Yeah, She's sure. She's a she neighbor. <laughs> she came to us. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it was just so funny because sometimes I'm still like, remember when you were the janitor for dad's Not office great. house? Ah, great. <laughs> Not great. Uh, anyways, um, uh, so you grew up in Connecticut. What did your parents do? Um, my parents are like super entrepreneur. They're gym people. Oh, okay. Um, Wait, gym they, people? What do you mean? Oh, like boy. Just live, eat, breathe, gym all the time, everything. Wow. Healthy food. My mom was a bodybuilder. They opened their own gym. Um, my mom was like, <clears throat> like a radio and TV local, like radio TV personality. Um, she like, you know, she trained Gail King a few times, oh, wow. which is like one of my favorite things. Uh, she was really like on her way to be kind of like a Jillian Michaels. Okay. Um, yeah. And they just, gosh, they love working out. So <laughs> Did much. you ever, uh, was that a world you were interested in or ever participated in? And you're kind of like, that's my parents' thing. And I was um, just. Well, that's the thing about kind of like what you're talking about. That's the thing about immigrant families is like, mm -hmm. we don't go like, well, this is my work and you shouldn't have to <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 
you know, wait around for that. You know, you should have your own. No, no, no. Like I was at the gym all the time. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if my mom was at the gym, I was also at the gym. Like I grew up uh-huh. in daycare, like gym daycares, which is like, you know, I should just, that's a whole 10 sessions with my therapist, you know, but we haven't gotten into it. I'm so. just imagining you like walking around as a kid and just being like, you're doing that wrong. Oh, your glutes will never get better. This oh, way. absolutely. And you're just like, put, like spotting all the. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like I, I understood form at a very young <laughs> level and like, <laughs> just like to this day, people post like workout videos and I'm like, I don't know. You're going to get hurt. You're going <laughs> to. You, I just I see your knees going over your toes, uh-huh. bud, and I just I can't sleep at night. <laughs> I'm I uh, I've damaged my knees so badly when I was a kid because I didn't uh, in dance. I was like I started late and then I was trying to catch up, so I was trying to like do oh, trick yeah. stuff, you know. So I was you know I was like I'm gonna be young forever and my body's always gonna be tight. So then I just like completely ignored what my teacher said. I tried uh, when I was dancing the the like uh, what is it called a, like a, we called it a death drop, but it was like. This thing, you go up on your toes and then you land on your knees. And there's a right way to do it where you no, don't thanks. hurt yourself. And you're supposed to kind of like even your weight out and go down slowly through your, like, whatever. But I obviously was like, I just wanted to look cool. So I would just literally drop and it would fucking murder my knees. I'd have bruised knees all the time. Jeez. To the point where like now, like yesterday, I just took this one torque class and I was on my knees for like 30 seconds and it, my they bruised immediately. So I'm like, I've... My knees are beyond repair. Like, I just, like, fucked them up so bad as just a Just from wanting to look super cool <laughs> on this one move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did look cool. I got some great pictures, but, uh, you know. That's honestly the most important thing. Did <laughs> the, where are the great pictures, This you was know? even before Instagram. Like, yeah. we had to get our pictures. You were in it, like, your whole heart was truly in it for the picture yeah well like back then when i used to compete it was like you had to you danced and and then afterwards you went um and filled out like a handwritten form to try to get your photos and then weeks later they would send you the selects and then you would have to like i think you got a cd with like a proof thing over and then you had to send in by mail the number that you wanted and then purchase each photo separately now i'm sure it's all digital and people just get it right away on their instagram and it's or their mom just takes it yeah it's so easy i guess yeah she could have done that on a no but i get what i get what you're saying we didn't have those phone it wasn't Uh as like common to just have pictures of everything so oh yeah no it was like this is it (laughs) yeah there will be no other chance yeah and now it's like six different angles and yeah. whatever. That's so cool that you grew up in a gym. Um, I feel like Sometimes. I did, did know. Now, now that you say, I'm like maybe I have heard you talk about it on stage, but it's it so- gets real. I've yeah, I've like um, I was dabbling with it. I put it down for just a bit because I want to do other shit. But um, yeah, it gets really sad really fast. And um, but I'm trying to find a way to to use that. What do you mean, this, the growing up part? When is- you start describing my parents, what I – so my my parents got divorced and they closed the gym that they owned and then – but their lease wasn't up. So my dad moved into it. Okay. Um, And that was just like where we went when we were at dad's house. Oh, wow. Um, But like the landlord did not know that we lived there. It was like the top fo- floor of a – like what was a factory at one point uh-huh. um just like what a mess um and you start describing like oh like we didn't have a stove like we had like mm. four george foremans and my dad was like this is a stove and like oh, man. our fridge was uh 
you know, when you go to the gym and like the fridge is like it's like a vending that machine clear sliding dues. door and like everything. Yeah. And like that, like that was our fridge. So like you just see like it would just it just looked so weird or like where uh, they had like the T-shirts and stuff. Uh-huh. And other merch like like in the <clears throat> it was kind of like this window display thing in the um front desk. Yeah. Uh they would uh that was like our cupboard. So like oh. y- that's just like all of our canned goods and bread and like and it just was like it was fucking weird. How old were you um around It was this time? like all of middle school. Okay, so you're old enough school. to be aware of like this is different from what everyone else yes and no because i think just like i had just grown up in the gym so hard that it didn't it kind of was like i guess (laughs) it was only until it was only when i was working at my like first writing job and i don't even remember how it came up but suddenly i remembered that i grew up in a gym (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah. And then this thing happened where I shared it with the room. And everyone was like, what? And uh, and I was just, just remembering. It was like it was all coming back to me. You've like co- you've normalized it so much. Or you repressed. Not repressed because it, no, it was it there. No, it was but- repressed, surely. <laughs> and uh, That's so interesting because sometimes the things that we are mo- most interesting are like um, – that you know that in your childhood that make you have like a more unique story are the things you forget about because you're oh, like yeah you've like tried there's a period of time like probably high school college where you try to like assimilate and become like everyone else and we're all in this big funnel of college experience that you just forget it just went away <laughs> that you had yeah this. and so I was just remembering it like in real time and the details were so funny like the floors <laughs> were rubber you know and like. <laughs> Like, like just all these like really weird things, and I and they were coming up. But as they were coming up, like everybody in the room was laughing really hard because it was very funny, and yeah. I was having this strange reaction of like I was laughing with them, but I was also like crying. Like it was like the weird one of those weird like oh this um, whatever this emotion is has no name. Uh, no one knows what it is, but. It was yeah, like a, taking laughing, a lid off like something. laughing hysterically, but like, uh oh, these tears are definitely also something else. Yeah, it was like <laughs> triggering something yeah. that you hadn't. It was so dumb. Oh my gosh, have you ever had that where um, you're? I hate, I hate saying trigger now, but like the actual meaning of trigger, not in like the joking way, where you um, feel something like in present day, where it, like reminds you of a feeling you had as a kid, like around that time, and then yeah, and smells then, are like smells. Yeah. It's so weird because when that happens, like now it seems like you've talked about you're aware of it, but sometimes it'll happen and I'm not aware of the connection. And I'm like, why do I feel all of a sudden like anxious or all of a sudden like I'm about to break down? Yeah. And then if I think about it hard enough, I'm like, oh, it's because this feeling is like whatever this feeling when my mom walked away or whatever. Like this, you kind of connect it to a specific memory and you're like, oh shit, I guess I didn't deal with that. Yeah. It's crazy. The body never forgets. Uh Apparently. Well, with that whispering tone, I think that's a good segue into uh, <laughs> the confession. Um, is there anything you'd like to tell me, Marlena? Well, this is accidentally – a. all of this has been an accidental perfect se- uh, segue. So I am – I have a tendency and I'm currently desperately trying not to have an eating disorder. And uh, 
And I don't think it's funny. I uh-huh. just want to make that clear. I don't think this is like, LOL, isn't that hilarious? Um, but it is this weird thing that I'm sure I'll be right, uh, able to write about at some point mm-hmm. where I got diagnosed with um, ADHD and recently yeah last year and a lot of people don't realize like the reality there which is that um i basically found out that like my dopamine levels will just like drop out of nowhere um i'm still trying to think of like a good metaphor for it but um you know imagine gas going to the engine going to the engine going to the engine and then it just like cuts out and there's no gas going to the engine but like all the intention of the gas uh-huh. <laughs> of like the engine being on but it like can't so the car breaks down um but the car still has to finish this packet um yeah. <laughs> and yes. if they don't finish the packet uh they're not gonna get jobs and <laughs> yeah um so anyway so i got medicated and the medication is doing wonders for me but it makes food um there's just like no joy in eating food. Oh man. Um unless it's like really delicious, which is kind of not a thing in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's true. Um like food is just not like really like it's yeah. just not delicious. No, the obsession <laughs> with being clean and like eating like uh you know like grass like the cavemen did or whatever. It's like Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, but it's not tasty. That's one for sure. No, it's not <laughs> freaking tasty (laughs) and so this thing this thing started happening where uh like a few bites in my gag reflex would just get going and then i'd like literally be kind of like 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 genuinely grossed out by a plate of food that i've eaten so many times before oh man and so i ended up losing like 25 pounds in two months that's a lot and the thing is like everyone is like you look amazing (laughs) and it's wonderful you know like i think what's really tough is at the end of the day as powerful and as enthusiastic as powerful as feminism is and as much as we all like that is the reality we want to live in mm-hmm. at the end of the day the male gaze still decides a lot of our lives yeah and so at the it's it's not this thing of like well great because now someone will sexually harass me and i can leverage it and it's like no it's nothing like that it's just like we can't undo all the Disney movies yeah. and like all the magazine, all the like 17 magazine, here's your body. Like we can't undo all that shit with like a really good Beyonce song, you know? Well, and I imagine people saying this, it feels good in the moment. And this is the weird thing with like talking about weight. And uh, I've talked with some guests about eating disorders before and people have been in recovery. God it's, damn it. Do you want me to do no, something? No, 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 I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> No, because I think it's really good to talk openly. And I've always been afraid of talking about it because I, I've never had an eating disorder. Like I, my control comes out in like addiction and um, substance abuse, but dope, but uh, yeah, great, 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 (laughs) super fun, very chill. Um, No, but no pun intended. (laughs) Oh my God. 
it's hard to talk about because there's this in-between space, like kind of what you're talking about where you live in, where it's, it's not like, not to be like, it's not full-blown eating disorder, but no, you're and feeling... That's, that's kind of where I live. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Well, you're feeling the, like, the positive part of like losing weight, which is a, also a thing some people do and take control of in a good way, right? That is a positive uh, if you have a goal and you want to lose weight, not that you have to, but if you wanted to and you got that goal, that it could be a very good feeling. And if people are complimenting you, that's a good feeling. But then like, what do you do if you're like happy on both, both ends and all of it, or you were happy before and now people are complimenting you. That's the thing is people are so overwhelmingly like, God damn, you look incredible. Like, (laughs) like my Pilates teacher was like, shit, you look fucking good. And it's like, You're combining that with the fact that I've literally grown up on the idea Mm -hmm. that being thin and defined and Mm -hmm. like having a really restricted diet is the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was I didn't have a microwave in my house. Uh Uh-huh. And so growing up or now? No, no, now, now, now. And and so this thing started happening of like I just wouldn't eat because like food it be it just be when <laughs> when you take away the reward yeah of like flavor yeah. and generally feeling excuse me of like enjoyment enjoyment yeah <laughs> It becomes just like a, it became a chore uh-huh. and it became like a thing of like fuck I'm hungry again. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like you don't <laughs> like, want. Yeah, it's like you like having to take to medication. It's, yes. <sighs> like it was it was so yeah, it just felt like taking a vitamin that was really long and I had to prepare it for a long time. Like knowing it was a thing I needed and 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 so I, w- I just found myself just straight up like not eating and, and, and was like, this is not good because if I go full eating disorder, which I do not want to, yeah, I do not want that. <sighs> um, if I go full blown eating disorder, like someone's going to be like, what's going on? Yeah. We need to talk. I'm going to be like, it's my pills. And then they're going to be like, well, you have to stop taking these pills then. Mm. And then we're back to square one with the ADHD. And like, that's the thing is the medication has has really changed how I operate in my life in a really, really positive way. And also how I think about myself. I didn't realize ADHD was such a huge it, it has such a huge yeah. impact on like how you feel about yourself. It really does. I've been in the process of trying to, and I it stopped again, uh, but I, I think I have ADHD. My sister got diagnosed and I've been trying to do the thing and I did the whole assessment, but then I had to switch insurance. And so now I have to well, redo. Fuck. I know it fucking sucks. And, and of course in classic ADHD, I haven't gotten around to Are you on WGA insurance? No, I'm not in the union. I'm, I'm, um, my work now has insurance, but I just have to start over. So I think I can take the assessment I had and take it, but it's like, it was halfway done. So it's been, it's also been me putting it off. Um, That's the whole thing. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. took me like, t- it took me so long. 
it I, took me so long. Well, the big thing I think people, the big fallacy is people think, oh, you just want Adderall so you can work. But I'm like, for me, it's an emotional thing. Like ADHD affects my moods so hard it, to the point where like I'll, it gets me stuck in certain emotions sometimes where I'm like, what the fuck? I, you I was happy focus. one moment and then yeah. I'm super f- upset and I just need to shut out the world. But sometimes I can't shut out the world because I'm at work. Like I broke down crying at work and I was like, what's happening? And so I'm like, I just need to manage it. And it used to be okay because I would be so productive. I'd just be like, now I can take two hours and cry and then just make up for the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, I'm so productive this hour and then I'm going to cry for two hours that's, and nobody will know. That's just the most productive <laughs> the, like, <laughs> like way to go about emotions just like okay so i'll just like and then i'll cry for two hours and that'll be you know that'll be that and i'll cross that out (laughs) yeah but it's like you know now i'm like i there's a better way to live i just need to get to the other side um but i i relate to that because it's frustrating and once you finally check something off your list you're like i've checked it off i've dealt with this and now there's this new thing you're like i can't go back i just handled this thing that took so long yeah i mean it was it was really hard and and i think that's the that's like the biggest misconception about adhd that i that i wish people understood is that more than anything it's like it's like a it's like a hate yourself Mm -hmm. mental disorder almost of just like you're we're we're just programmed to like go in on how much we hate ourselves yeah um and it becomes so paralyzing and that's the thing when i'm out of it that's the the, yeah yeah, yes yes yes. it's hard to fathom like even now like i was in therapy this morning i was she was like how are you feeling i was honestly today okay but i had like a couple bad panic attacks next week and i was like i need to talk about it but i had to tell her and it almost felt like this distant memory i was like yeah it was weird i like couldn't stop crying but then i was like I actually don't remember why. Like, I couldn't the – mem- the feeling was gone. But when I'm in it and I yeah. – like, I, when I'm really in it, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm never going to get out. Like, I thought the world was going to end. Like, and I was so convinced for, like, half a day that, like, something really bad was going to happen yeah. and that I was, like, going to die to the point where I was, like, putting it online and then I took it down because I was like, oh, this is, like, not good. Like, it's just freaking people out. But I was like, I think we're yeah. going to die. Like – but I really felt it, and and now I'm like, what the fuck? Well, you was that's that? yeah, that's like the hyper focus. <laughs> yeah. Is that like, and it's just it seems so real and so true because, like, yeah, our it's just this little spastic thing that's yeah. just like in there punching wherever it wants, and then like you're just dealing with it, being like, no, I deserved that punch. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh. So I, yeah, so it's like I lost all this weight, but I have all these new patterns and mm-hmm. like. Um, well, how long have you been on the medication? Uh, maybe at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, almost a year. Oh, okay. Almost Thanks. a year. Well, that's long enough to have let, I feel like um, your body adjusted. Cause- yeah, so my set point is my body's, like, set point, which is uh, basically, like, the weight that your body goes, like, oh, this is how much we weigh, and so we'll, we'll – um, will make the metabolism work more or less to maintain mm-hmm. that. So my set point has reset and it's like stable, yeah. which is I'm really happy about. Getting a microwave was really, really, really helpful uh-huh. because it was just like, oh, I can buy little frozen meals and like I can just take all the effort out of preparing food and uh-huh. just get to the point where I'm eating it a lot faster. And... um yeah, and just like 
just not because that was also that's also the ADHD thing is like then you're like fuck I have to do this eating thing and then you're hyper focusing Mm -hmm. on like well what am I going to eat and then you're attacking yourself about like well like let's just order out and it's like well it's gonna be 25 dollars. well you don't have 25 dollars. why oh because you're unemployed why are you unemployed because you're talentless why are you talentless because like you grew up in a gym like it's just it's so quickly yeah like it's uh oh gosh that sounds like it's a lot to deal with and super rough but it's good that you're aware of what's going on I, i mean are you taking steps towards like what are you doing now to because uh, it seems like you're like, oh, I don't want to go down that path. Like, there's in general, like the main, <clears throat> the main thing that I've noticed that has carried into like when I'm um not even medicated. So I'm like, tr- I'm trying to like not use it on weekends mm-hmm. mostly because um this is also a thing people don't know, um because Adderall and Vyvanse and all that shit is um. Also, just like if anybody's listening and this is their – this is like touching – I just want to be accurate that I'm on Vyvanse extended release. So mm-hmm. just to be clear, <laughs> if anybody's like, well, maybe that's kind of like – and like don't abuse this shit. Cause and medication affects everyone differently. Yeah, everything affects everyone. Like I, I once made a mistake of like – oh yeah it sounds like you like do you want a pill and then that person like just had a woof anyways uh i forgot what i was saying you were saying you don't take it on the weekends oh yeah yeah yeah. because it's uh because it's a controlled substance Mm. every month i have to go pick up a paper prescription from my doctor and then bring it to a pharmacy and then see if that pharmacy even has it, which mm. a lot of times they don't. Yeah. But they'll make you go through like half the process of dropping off a prescription to a new Ugh, that sucks. Pl- yeah. And then like you're standing there for ten minutes and then they go, Oh, we don't have it. And then you're just driving around the whole city. But you have ADHD, so like everything. This is so hard. Every it's step re- is it's so like hard. super hard. Yeah. It's su- and the last time, even like I tried to, I'm since I'm full time now and I'm commuting like an <laughs> hour on both sides of my oh, day. Man. It became this thing of like fuck. I like I can't do this. And then I was like reaching out to friends to be like, hey, can you help me like with this one? And then they'd be like, no. And then I was just like reevaluating <laughs> all my friendships. And it was just like, People it just, just said no. The whole thing like ruins my life so quickly. Yeah. And then I'm like really mad at the CVS pharmacist and she's really mad at me. And I'm like, you don't get it. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining ADHD to a pharmacist. No, I mean, that that all sounds so, so relatable because it's like you want people. The part of it is you're just like every step is so fucking hard. It's so hard. <laughs> if I don't have a, a really good understanding of like what things look like and when they're happening and what my brain is all day going, but when is it and why? And did you do it? Did you double check? Is everyone going to be there? No one's going to be there. You should go to hell. Have you considered dying? <laughs> like, like, it's just like, it's so, and it does Time happen be, that yeah. quickly. Or um, earlier this week, something like, like, wait, sorry. I just realized in my con- because of my contract, I can't say oh, that. okay. But like a weird no 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 I didn't say I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like a lot of um uh whenever I go into a writer's room if something 
if something bad were to happen or uh-huh. like something where I took it up with the studio or the network or something, there's a part in all the contracts that's like, and if you mad, you won't tell anybody on the social medias. So, um, <laughs> so um, uh, that was my real confession. Um <laughs> It was a thing where, like, a sure, like, a bad email came in. Yeah. And my brain immediately went, fucking great. Just added on to all the other horrible shit going on. <laughs> and my body fully went there yeah. to, like, oh, shit, everything's really, really bad right now. And this is just adding to it. And then – but then I went to think, like, okay, what are – what? so, okay, like – we all know our favorite next activity is thinking about all the bad things uh-huh. and how this will make it worse. And I and there were no bad things. Hmm. And it was just like, you know, me a year ago would have found a way to make up those things, I right. think. But like, here, I didn't cut my nails today. What? And I was going to yeah, cut them this morning. I didn't right. have time. It's like the dumbest no, but, thing. But seriously, I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, my acne's acting up. Yeah, and yeah. that means, well, like, it's, it's it would have been really easy to tie it together. But I was so grateful that kind of this journey has been real enough mm-hmm. um that I was able to be like oh no like everything's kind of great mm-hmm. and and actually if you think about this bad email it's not that bad like uh-huh. I had I had filled in so many blanks for myself yeah. that weren't even true uh-huh. before I had even asked questions that would have clarified even how to feel about it. Yeah. If that makes no, any sense. No, it makes sense. And and it's, it must be very validating in a way to like have like, obviously I know it's not the end all be all to be on medication, but just to have gone through this process and gotten the diagnosis and been able to actually see your life improve to be like, oh, okay. So it's not like me, you know, it's yeah. like this thing I had it and is I'm really dealing validating. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when you lose 25 pounds in two months and on top of all of it, everyone's going, you're the sexiest thing I've ever seen. Um. <laughs> well, some of that could be your confidence, too, because no, you're like it's, finding it's, this yeah. new light and this right. way to address your life. And Yeah, yeah it's uh, it just gets it gets weird really fast. But I uh, am really grateful that I feel like super in control of it and found like little tips and tricks of like, I really don't feel like eating, mm-hmm. um, like, for no reason. Right. Like, I just – the reality of the medication is you just don't get hungry. It does kind of suppress your appetite. Yeah, yeah, like, a lot. And so you have to be like, oh, I'm not hungry, but it's – I gotta make and I got to eat anyways. And so I'll, like I, – I have things I can just pop in the toaster. Yeah. Or, like, you know, building those things. Uh but woof journey yeah man well it's good you have the self-awareness i mean it seems like you've done a lot of work on yourself because you have the self-awareness that you're like i need to make like i spot a problem and i need to make it better it's i mean and some people would fall into the trap of like well no harm like i'm you know Mm. i'm losing weight people Mm -hmm. like it and whatever but it's like (laughs) but it's too easy it's not yeah and that's not good and it's for sure it's like um I mean, I think it's like you should be able to do whatever you if you if it was your choice because you were like, I want to work out fine. But like like and then know when to stop. But like it's it's not it's like you said, it's too easy. It's not good to fall into this accidental pattern and then be like, 
because it's not a choice, right? And if, if you're not choosing something, then that's very dangerous because then you're just following the whims of how people are reacting to you. Yeah, and no one's like going to stop you. Yeah. Like, in fact, my mom... <laughs> Jesus. My mom was was I was talking to my mom and I was like listen like I think this is getting I think it's too much like I think I've lost too much weight and I need to kind of get a handle on it and she was like well you know you were overweight what the fuck and I was like what and she was and and like I'm good enough at this point and I've dealt with her Uh you know for a beautiful amount of 30 years (laughs) that I I can be like, what? No, you're not supposed to tell me that. And like, <laughs> like, and she was like, yeah, you know, you were puffy. And oh, <laughs> like, cool. I was a rapper in the 90s. Very cool. Uh, and uh, and then I was talking to my brother and my brother was like, yeah, she told me she's worried that you've lost too much weight. And I was like, what? Huh? Like you, you did it wrong. She did. Switch it up. <laughs> Tell me that you're worried. Tell him I was puffy. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's such a mom thing because I don't think they think about what their words mean because they're just like oh i'll just say this thing and it doesn't affect but it's like no mom like literally when moms <laughs> comment about image like you latch onto that like yeah it's like, like so oh you harmful. have no idea that's stored in the deepest parts of my soul um it's yeah. a very special marked manila folder <laughs> called what mom says about my body <laughs> we look at it when it comes to uh, a lot of other decisions <laughs> yeah for sure oh man well i think you i think uh, it seems like you're doing a lot of work on yourself and are very aware of where Ugh, you are and I'm what so you want. tired. So that's good. I know it's so exhausting, right? But then it's good because then you are in control. I mean, like, not to be too controlling, but you're in this position where you're able to examine where you are and be like, what do I want? And am I, like, doing the thing because I want it? Or am I doing it because, like, I'm getting a reaction from yeah. people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think people should be more comfortable talking about this. I mean, I'm really still working on getting there. I'm not very comfortable talking about body image. I think I've always had this fear that, like, I was, you know, born with a, a thin frame and, like, always had a lot of a... Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd be so worried about you if you... <laughs> no, no, no. Just like... If you got on these meds, I'd be like, we need to talk every other day. <laughs> well, it's not... It's that, but also just, like, the fear of, like... And this is something I need to work to get past because it's my own insecurities about what people will think about me. It's not really like a part of me is like, oh, I don't want to offend people. But really, what does that mean? It means I don't want to be in a position where someone thinks I'm, you know what I mean? So it's really still coming down to a very selfish place. But I get afraid talking about weight because it's like, I'm afraid people are like, well, what were you complaining about? You're skinny or whatever. And then there's this implication too to be like, do skinny people think like, being fat is ugly which is not true but like then i can't i feel like i can't talk about it because if i'm like if i say like you're beautiful people are like shut up you know what so I mean? you're and saying like if i just then i'm not beautiful yeah it's this, feel, <laughs> it's this thing where it's like i am trying to speak from a point of like understanding what the problematic uh standards are in society while also being like also i want to be like i love my body but like if i say it it's different if then someone uh, who I don't know is like a little bigger because then if I say it, it feels like I'm saying like, I love my body because I'm skinny. And it's like a totally different yeah. feeling. So I've, I've definitely um, had uh, problems talking about that with people. And I'm like 
try to work through it. I think I still do because I'm like, that felt uncomfortable just now. <laughs> no, it gets, I mean, it gets really weird. But at the at the end of the day, it's like, you didn't come up with that. Uh-huh. Everybody, like, it's just, it's a message from the subconscious of this entire country. Yeah. That we, like, are trying our best to forwardly be like, no. But, like, at the end of the day, we're just starting to see mm-hmm. people that look like actual people on TV. Yeah. Like, just starting. And, you know, hopefully it's permanent, but we live in a world where, like, a lot of times it's 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 a blip and then, yeah. you know, everyone's like, we solved it. And then they go back to... Uh, yeah, it is. it becomes a fad. But I do think this is the one thing, even though I'm like, influencer culture and, like, Instagram can suck my dick. But I also think the positive aspect is Instagram and influencer culture has made it so like a variety of body types backgrounds and like even like literally backgrounds not even in like a race point of view but like countries like you're able to follow with someone like this class I took yesterday to not to bring it back again but like (laughs) she's from Ukraine like she became popular on Instagram twerking and she's like very good at it and she's I she posted like a Ukraine but she posted a before and after picture um on her gram where she was like because a lot of people are like oh how do i get a butt like yours and because she's like a little thicker in a like and she's really good at twerking and so she's very popular because she's like just so in control like the isolation is crazy but she posted this before picture when she was young and she was like a ballerina and she's like so skinny you like not know the body is so different and and she's like yeah i just wanted this and i worked on it and and you're like oh it's really Uh, oh you can oh yeah it's like you literally can just do what you want but also Without Instagram, I don't think she would have become as popular because she uh, has a different body type than what you see on TV. Right. Like, I think about Lizzo, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Lizzo is so fucking awesome. And, like, Lizzo makes me feel like it doesn't fucking matter. Even mm-hmm. Beyonce just being like, yeah. yeah, I gained weight and then thought, maybe this is just my body like yeah. i just have different arms and like yeah. this is what happened like yeah. her really just breaking it da- breaking that down very simply yeah. in that like, in that this like, is just how i am you don't yeah. have to be like oh no i got i got bigger it's like no this is just you and you're ha- if you're happy and you like are living the life that you want as long as it's not cuz you're like you know, like over- abusing any substance or whatever. Like yeah. as long as you're like living the life you want. And- but I don't think the music industry and just it, this is kind of just talking about Lizzo. But uh-huh. I don't think the music industry would have allowed Lizzo to mm-hmm. to be Lizzo and like. But that is what's so incredible about yeah. her is that like. And it's oh, let me be clear. It is not a thing of like, oh my god, she looks like that, and she feel oh she's doing the impossible by feeling good about. It. It's like. No, <laughs> she is doing what should be normal. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's that, <laughs> that that trap of being like they're so brave. It's like no, actually, because then you're implying that they should be ashamed. But it really is just like no. I think we in real life where there's many people all look different, and when we're living our lives, we all celebrate it. But for some reason, this TV version or this Hollywood version, there's only certain co- types of body types that are celebrated. It's like why don't we just reflect what people in real life celebrate? Yeah, because people love. Different people in real life. So let's let that happen on TV. <sighs> Anyways. I mean, uh, you know the you know the damage is bad when like I I've lost all this weight. I think my body is like in like is like a like a dream. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
like like I I am trying to give myself the credit of like you know I am working out I'm eating right like uh-huh. I found a way that this is right now this is healthy and so I can have this body and I can uh-huh. feel good about it and like even still like waking up some days and being like it's mm, <laughs> a little there's a little too much there uh-huh. and, and then being like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about like what are you insane are you <laughs> i mean like oh yeah that is that is actual like craziness a little bit and mm-hmm. i can i can put that thought away i yeah. can i can take it and i can put it in the trash because <laughs> it's not welcome here <laughs> that's yeah that's a really good self-awareness that i think um is very inspiring and people should inspire to Oh boy. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to like, yeah. Well, I mean, anyways, I don't want to get too far. We've, we've spoken a lot about this and I'm like, I could go on. Good. I could go on forever, but, uh, we're running out of time. So, um, I do want to play a quick game and actually it's kind of related to this. Look Uh, at all these segues. This is fun. Um, and I really appreciate you sharing that story. This game is sort of related because it's about self-help. So we're talking about self-awareness. <laughs> Perfect. This is uh, inspired by self-help books. Uh, it's called The Secret to Success is Writing a Best-Selling Self-Help Book Promising the Secret to su- Success. That's the name of the game. It's it's I like long titles. But, you know, it's based on the, you know the secret, the book that everyone talks about. It's all about if you want something. If you just pretend you know the answers um, or at least tell people you do, then... Apparently, you can also make a lot of money and <laughs> think like a white man. Yeah, exactly. It's called privilege. That's the secret. Yeah. Um, but in this game, I'm going to read you a title of a self-help book and a quick description. You have to guess if it's real or fake. Oh, I love this. Pretty straightforward. All right. Let's go with the first one. This is called Stop Being Yourself. How to Elevate Your Life by Thinking Like Other People. Is this real or fake? <laughs> I think it's real. Good guess, but this was fake. Oh wow, that was pretty. That's. I, are you sure? Someone's probably peddling that idea, yeah. but I googled this and it is not a book. All right, next one: choosing me before we. Every woman's guide to life and love. Is this real or fake? I, can't, I mean, re like real. <laughs> Correct. This is real. Oh, it's no. got a ton of positive reviews, including a lot of divorcees and women who need to find themselves. But one reviewer gave it a one star, saying. This author is very he- heavy on self-love and basically putting yourself first, which I think is a good thing. But for some reason, that was a one star. <laughs> Therefore. Yeah, she basically said, um, this is all great advice for someone with low self-esteem. Which is it me. She says, but for a woman who is single by choice, refusing to settle, who knows what she oh, brings to the God. table? This book is not for you. You're ruining it for the rest S- of It seems us. like someone who truly happy giving a one star review on Amazon. Yeah. How are you even <laughs> on this page if you're truly truly happy right why did you buy this book so or, or even worse if someone gifted it to you you don't evoke happiness <laughs> why <laughs> someone, did you read like come on gives you a self-help book you that's a sign that you or need maybe <laughs> or maybe the book was so good that she was like you know what i yeah. not we but i there would like go. to go write a one-star review it worked yeah and i was like okay um, here's the next one. It's called Zip It, the Keep It Shut 40-Day Challenge. And it's a scripture-based self-help book teaching you how to use your words as weapons the way God intended. Fake. This is real. It's a Damn book it. by Karen Amon. That subtitle literally uh, doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, this is the... Yeah, well, that's not the... If it, this is like one of the... This subtitle is one of the um, summaries, so it wasn't the official. Some of these descriptions are 
culled together based on what it's about. But this is a book all about um, using scripture and uh, keeping it in when you don't have something nice to say, but also like how to use your words to get what you want. Here's a review. Tony R gives it five stars saying, I highly recommend it, whether spelled W-E-A-T-H-E-R or not, you have trouble keeping things to yourself. So, you know. If you talk too much, get this book, I guess. It's so funny because it's like, mm, you have ADHD. Yeah. If you really are at the point where like you cannot hold things in and you're you're blurting, like that's like a really good. Right. That's a sign. Uh, okay. This one's called Get the Salad and the Fries. How to have it all in life without making any sacrifices. Is this real or fake? Mm, fake. Correct. This is fake. You're right. I felt like it wasn't really saying Not anything at all. <laughs> This one's called How to Not Die. Discover the food scientifically proven to prevent and reverse disease. Real. Correct. It's real. Hell yeah. Someone reviewed it. I'll summarize. Uh, five stars from A. Luger said, I have prostate cancer, stage four with bone metas- metastasis. Oh. I was given less than a year to live at diagnosis. Uh, my conventional meds stopped working. My cancer markers had steadily increased, blah, blah, blah. Within 12 weeks of this book, my life, my five metastatic areas became inactive. My cancer markers returned to normal. My blood values returned to normal. My previous borderline high pressure, high blood pressure became excellent. So I don't know, man, placebo or not. It worked for this guy. Uh, so don't die. Uh, okay, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, this one's called Cut That Bitch Out. How to treat yourself with respect and make friendships that last. Is this real or fake? Real. No, it's fake. Wow. <laughs> there is a song on YouTube called Cut That Bitch Out, but there's no book. Fair. Okay, I've got two more. There's no book yet. There's no book yet, but write it. I'll read it. Sounds like a book that I would buy. I don't know. It seems like one of those catchy. It feels like the, like the book. It's been in the uh, bestsellers for a while with that girl, and she's like, "Wash your face, oh, bitch," I or saw something. That voice. Yeah, yeah. Wash your face, girl. Girl, wash your face. Girl, wash your face. Ugh. Um, this one is called "It's Just a Fucking Date: A Fun and Funny Guide to Dating." Is this real or fake? Real. Correct. It's by Greg Berent, who wrote He's Just Not That Into You. Um, and it, it seems like a fun and funny guide to dating. I don't know. Thanks, Greg. And here is the final one. I think you have three correct answers. So if you get this, you win. Here we go. You suck and that's okay. A guide to loving <laughs> yourself when you think you're unlovable. Is this real or fake? <laughs> fake? <laughs> correct. Yay! Yay! I won! You won! game thank you for coming on the show <laughs> thank you for having me where can people find you um i'm on twitter at marlena rodriguez it's rodriguez without a bunch of l's and um i'm on instagram at marlena got a life and then you know you can find me in the club in the uh, club <laughs> yeah follow her i'll also um tag you on social so if you follow this instagram at tell me anything pod you can Thank find you. her profile and you can uh donate if you want to our paypal paypal.me slash you can tell me anything thank also you also donate to elizabeth warren's campaign oh yes 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 that's it yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you bye <laughs>